Good morning, and welcome to a very special edition of Red Sea Roundup on Red Sea Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. This is Deacon Robin Waters, Vice President of Evangelization and Education for the Red Sea Apostolate, coming to you live from Granny Sincouli's Kitchen at Blessings Christian Gifts in West. And I think the walls are seasoned with Granny's Granny's kolache cooking, all the baking of these many years. You can smell it. You can smell it. It's awesome. As I said, this is a very special edition of Red Sea Roundup because this is the first edition of Roundup to be broadcast from Central Texas. In an effort to provide more local broadcasting, we'll be coming to you live from Blessings regularly. I'm blessed now to introduce you to our new host of Red Sea Roundup, who, along with his wife, Stephanie, are the owners of Blessing, Blessings Christian Gifts, Mr. Darren Sincouli. Good morning, morning, Darren, and thank you so much for being the Central Texas host of Roundup. How about a West uh, Dobre Rano and Yaksimash? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how are you doing? And uh, a big check welcome to all the Red Sea Catholic Radio listeners. I am Darren Sincouli, coming to you live from my granny's kitchen here at Blessings Christian Gifts here in West. Uh, it is Wednesday, August the 30th, 2023, and it's a beautiful day. Uh, you are listening to Red Sea Catholic Radio, religious education for the domestic church. And thank you to all of our listeners in the Brazos Valley and Central Texas and the Palestine area. And you may also be listening on the radio or online uh, on the app. Uh, so uh, we have back in the studio at the controls is Dennis and Evan and Caleb. Uh, say hello, guys. Hey, guys. So glad to have this. I, I am very excited that this has come to fruition from just a, a thought maybe two or three months ago. Like, you know, we should do something live from from Granny's Kitchen. I, I remember visiting there at the store and going, this would be a lot of fun. To, to do something like this. So I'm very glad we're, we're able to do this, guys. Yeah, Thank you. It's really great. Um, I just, all I have to do for Roundup today is press a couple buttons and that's about it. We don't have anybody in the studio. I don't have to worry about getting video cameras or lighting set up. So um, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. I should have brought some of my mom's kolaches to this studio just so I could kind of feel like they were there with you guys. You should have. <laughs> For sure. But no no offense, but my mom knew your mom, and I think my mom makes better kolaches. That's at least uh, the, ooh, that's the official word. Uh, oh, yeah, that's fighting words. <laughs> Throw a challenge down. My son uh, <laughs> uh, makes them now, and uh, he actually does pretty good. And, and your mom's kolaches are very good. I and so are your home. sons, too. So Yes. So we're here at Granny's Kitchen and uh, De- with Deacon Robin Waters and myself today. We have a special guest, Chris Stark of the Stark Agency. He's representing the Knights of Columbus. And sitting quietly to his side here also is our Knights of Columbus field agent, Dave Hargrave, uh, whom you've actually heard on Red Sea Roundup before. Uh, he gave a testimony of his uh, miracle story. So uh, good morning, Chris. Well, Darren, thank you for having us, Deacon. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, I'm, I've got to give a shout out to Blessings. Uh, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a Catholic store look as great and have a, as many options as you have here. So if you haven't been to this store, I would definitely come up here because I, I know we don't have the, anything like this in Fort Worth. So y'all have done a great job here. A lot of credit to my wife. She, <laughs> she's the interior decorator and planner of that. 
I just, I'm just the handyman. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done a great job. Thank you. Well, Chris, I want our listeners to hear today a little bit about yourself uh, first and then about your role in the Knights of Columbus and our fraternal organization. Yeah, thank you, Darren. Uh, uh, I'm blessed to be here, uh, and this is my 10th anniversary of being a Catholic. So uh, last Easter was, uh, was the anniversary of my baptism. I, I literally joined the church. I uh, The following week, we got married, so we got uh two of the sacraments out of the way, uh, and, and uh, then go to our honeymoon, come back. I, I knew in RCIA that I learned about this organization that's the largest Catholic organization in the entire world. I've got to be a part of that. I found out it's two million Catholic men around the world. Uh, if I'm going to be a Catholic man, i got to be a part of that. That's that's as simple as it was. And we did our, our – uh, we joined in May, somewhere around May um, – at the third degree, I I knew my general agent was going to be there, and I went to him. I was like, hi, I'm Chris Stark. I'm going to be your next agent. And it's a joke right now because I've been doing this as in the general agent role for seven years, and that has not happened to me yet. So if anybody out there is listening and really want to make a great impression um, and would like to join our team, uh, find me, walk up to me, and introduce yourself that way. That will make a great impression. So, And – like I said, it's 10-year anniversary uh, this September. Actually, on Friday is my 10th-year anniversary working for the Knights of Columbus. So, congratulations! So it's a it's a milestone year. It is. It's been it's been a it's been a whirlwind. So you say the Knights of Columbus. Tell me who the Knights of Columbus are and who founded the Knights of Columbus. Yeah. So I I, um, I think early on as a, a new as a new Catholic as a new knight. I I had to I had to really learn about our faith, get a deep devotion, and I really dove into Father McGivney. And Father McGivney founded us 140 years ago, because in this time in New Haven, Connecticut, at St. Mary's Church, uh, this is a time that uh, Catholics are treated like um, second-class citizens, and uh, women weren't allowed to work. And when these men got uh, ill or they got they died prematurely. These women were often left in the streets because uh, they didn't have the means of uh, to be able to go to work. Right. So Father McGivney wanted to have a better way. And foundationally, Father McGivney created the insurance program uh, because back then, when you joined the Knots, you were protected by the collective. So basically, if you join the Knights and Darren joined the Knights and Dave joins the Knights, everybody's saying, if I die, y'all are going to help take care of my widow, my wife, right? And so everybody was pitching in at that point. And then that's blossomed to the largest Catholic insurance company in, in the world. So basically, these men were living out the uh, corporal uh, mm-hmm. works of mercy. Taking care of widows and orphans. Yes. How many times do we hear in the Bible, Deacon, that uh, are, we are uh, – uh, about widows and orphans. Uh, I think it's mentioned eight to 10 times through the, uh, through that by Jesus himself, you know? So, and I, I think that was the calling to a young father McGivney. I mean, back then you, uh, you went into the seminary at age 13 or 16. And, and so, I mean, he had a draw to be in the priesthood and, and I think even today, for our priest, any priest that happen to be listening, Father McGivney's here on here uh, soon. Uh, God willing, I believe he's going to be a saint. He's going to be a saint for you, and all our priests, all our clergy, our deacons, 
because ministry in the parish is tough. And, um, uh, and, and he wanted to create this organization of lay people to support our priests. But not only that, he, Father McGivney was brought here, I, I'm, I fully believe, to be a saint for our priest to look up to because he walked in their shoes. So much so, I'll tell you a story, Darren. He, there, we have a letter that, I mean, Father McGivney is a 28-year-old priest, right? And he wrote a letter saying he wanted to go see his mother. His mother is like, come see me, like all mothers would, right? And he's like, Mom, I wish I could. I haven't had a day off in nine months, nine months, that he was ministering to his parish. Because back, back then, and probably the town of West here probably understands this deeply, The uh, years ago, the parish was the social community center, right? And so that's the way it was. And uh, I think the Knights are trying to bring that back because let's let's surround ourselves with faith and being at the church, right? But I, I do uh, invite all the priests to read about Father McGivney, learn about him. Let him inspire you to be know that you're doing saints' work because he's a, low, he's a parish priest in America, born only first American priest born pre-saint god willing you know so he he had a charism about him that he's he was able to attract men to uh do the things that we should as catholics Mm -hmm. but he started an organization based on that yeah and think about that and back then this wasn't pick up the phone it wasn't send an email this was get in your horse and go to the next town so i mean father mcgivney only lived 10 years and uh, when you read about him, you really, really resonate that he, I believe he died of exhaustion. He ended up dying in the pandemic of his day, right? And, and so he, he uh, I believe he died of exhaustion because he's nonstop going from here to here to minister the sacraments to everybody, trying to be all things. And at the same time, creating the Knights Columbus. He only got to see the Knights Columbus flourish into about two or three states and about uh, a thousands of members. Uh, but imagine, I believe if, if the Pope would only consult me, I believe, uh, <laughs> I believe that, uh, I mean, his biggest miracle is what the Knights of Columbus has become right. 2 million men, 17 different countries. Right. I mean, think about the s- small parish priest of father McGivney is impacting the Ukraine right now. The yeah. fastest growing jurisdiction in the in the world is Ukraine. Think about that. These men are getting attacked and bombed and everything. They're joining the Knights of Columbus. Why? Because they see what the uh, the Knights are doing for them, right. and they they're one day going to do that back. Right? right. That's that's what it is. Right. So as a uh, when he started this organization, you you had mentioned you know to care for the the widows and the orphans. I know that here in West, a hundred years ago, two years ago, we celebrated our 100th anniversary awesome. of the Knights of Columbus yeah. uh, uh, organizing here, and to, for that to spread from what what was it, New Haven, Connecticut, New Haven, yeah. to West Texas in uh, less than 30, 40 years, right? That it spread, I would say, spread like wildfire yeah. across. And, and one of the cool thing, with one of the cool things happened this past March. Uh, Father McGivney's relic when he became uh, so October 2020 he became uh, 
that had the beatification to make him blessed, right? They had a miracle that healed the child in the womb of a, a, a pyramid, uh, Daniel Shackle. He's a general agent in uh, Tennessee. They healed a, a, the baby, uh, his 13th baby. And Mikey Shackle is alive and well today uh, due to the credit of praying to Father McGivney. And that was his first miracle that made him uh, blessed. We need one more miracle. So everybody out there, we need prayers. Pray to Father McGivney for for healing. And and um, and when it, when he heals those prayers, make sure to report it. But you look at um, that that beatification happened in the pandemic of our day. He died during the pandemic of his day. Mikey, the young man that was healed, is the youngest of thirteen. Father McGivney was the oldest of thirteen. Wow. And most people don't realize this, but Mikey was born on the first day, uh, on the same day that the first Knights Columbus Council was enacted, May 15th. Wow. And uh, and other uh, opportunity I would share with Knights Councils and parish and, and any priests that might be listening, deacons that may be listening, is uh, his feast day is August 13th. We just passed that. But there's three. There's a three-day window of August 12th is the day he was born. Uh, his feast day is the August 13th, and the four, August 14th is the day he died. Wow. So he just turned 38 when he died, and and so uh, I mean, you think about what he accomplished and the legacy he left. And again, going back to the end, trying to inspire our priest. This man was a priest for 10 years, and look what he did. Right. What could I mean? Imagine if uh, all um, like I want to empower all our priests to have that kind of zeal and that kind of effort to and and passion because I mean again parish life is hard right and it can beat us down and we got to remember to pray for our priests Amen. because they they are and deacons uh, you know the, I was gonna say don't forget your deacons I, <laughs> I, I, I sure won't <laughs> um, you know the the challenges that they face mm-hmm. uh, every day um, so. Asking for the intercession of uh, Blessed Michael McGivney and hopefully a, a soon-to-be saint. I, I do believe he will be a saint in, in our lifetime. And a uh, fun fact that most people don't realize, like, um, so my career, when I started as an agent, uh, I made up my first incentive trip. The Knights take us on an incentive trip every year. And this year, went to Portugal and we went to Fatima. That's where the, we prayed for the healing of Mikey. Um, before that, uh, trip, they got a, a terminal diagnosis. They go on the trip. We pray to father McGivney for the healing. We had 600 nights and their wives and, uh, with us and we're all praying for the healing of this child. And then, um, they go back and ultra and they got a perfect baby, uh, wow. um, that's going to live and, yeah. and, uh, a miracle just happened. But that was 2015. The beatification didn't happen to 2000 or 2020, five years later. So, I mean, our, our church, the saint, the cause for canonization is a long process. Right. We, um, a miracle might happen today, but the validation and, and everything that takes to make, put the stamp on it, it's a, it's a big process. But imagine that family sitting in Tennessee right now, they're 13 children and they got grandbabies that the Pope had their name on their de- on his desk. Yeah, that the Pope's making a declaration about their family. That the and and maybe even the blessing, but also the burden of having a miracle child. How do you discipline a miracle? Child? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
but we don't think about that. But it, but he, they, they do a great job. They're good friends, and and Mike, like I said, Mike is doing a great job. Uh, uh, he's just a happy, healthy little boy. And you can go find it on YouTube. The story. Uh, just look, do a search on YouTube for KOFC Miracle, and you'll find it. I remember uh, that was announced in one of our council meetings. Yeah. Uh, that. Uh, and by the way, I am a. Uh, the fourth degree uh, night here awesome. in the West. Me too. Uh, and Me as well. The uh, uh, notes that came out uh, in one of our meetings was to watch that video, and it was it was very inspiring. I challenge you to watch it and not cry. I'll see, I, <laughs> see if I can't find that link, and maybe we'll post it. Uh, hey. well, Chris, it's pretty cool that you could be a part of that prayer group at Fatima that saw your prayer come true, that saw that ch- child healed. Well, and think about it. Like, that happened. I remember – all that I was a new Catholic, right? All yeah. I getting told like, "Hey, praying." Yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 then obvi- I mean, five years go by. I we all forget about it. Sure. And, and then once you start looking back, and you start to see all the miracles that take place to make that happen, right? Um, and watch that when you watch the video, you're going to see a pro life story. You're going to see a, uh, a tie with. Special Olympics, you're going to t- see a tie with Father McGivney Hill and the child of a general agent doing the ministry of uh, what we do as a business uh, and and going back to the founding of what Father McGivney does, right? Why wouldn't he heal the child of a general agent? Why wouldn't he? Or an insurance agent or whatever. Why wouldn't he? That's what we, uh, we call ourselves McGivney's men because we're doing McGivney's work. That's what he put us here for. Right. So, yeah, why wouldn't he go to the Lord and say, uh, Lord, uh, I got a special intention here. Could you help me out? You got to right. take yeah. care of one of my brothers, yeah. right? <laughs> That's right. You got to take care of my one of my brothers. So I, again, all our brother knights should be praying for praying to Father McGivney. That's how we're going to get the next miracle. Yep. We got to remember the communion of saints is a is oh, a powerful, powerful tool that we have that we we sometimes forget to use. I, I got sidetracked. I wanted to say um, I, I started down this path that last March we got to bring Father McGivney back. Uh, to Texas for the first time. So Father Kalish, a friend of mine who is the director of chaplains in, in New Haven, um, one day I'm sitting with him at the spring convention, and I'm like, hey, Father, why don't we bring Father McGivney down? You come down. I'll show you some Texas countryside, and we'll we'll share Father McGivney with, the, with, with about five or six cities. And, and we did that. And so when he got here, he goes, the saints are only missing their bodies. Father, the saints know where their bodies are. So, so Father McGivney knows he's in New Haven because his body's entombed in St. Mary's. He knows he's got some relics in Ukraine. He knows he's right here in Texas. And there were so many miracles. So we always referred to him as he was here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, five days, five churches, two cathedrals, three Catholic schools, Three halls were blessed with the the relic of Father McGivney. And you think about it, he hasn't been in a, a hall of the Knights of Columbus since 1890. He never stepped foot in Texas. So we were showing. Oh, wow. The problem now is my truck's a third class relic. So we got to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but. So, so that what. what from where did y'all come into Dallas and, and trek south? So, yeah, we went. Um, I live in Fort Worth. That's where our home, uh, our corporate office is with uh, for the agency. But um, and so we started at my home, Paris at Seas. Um, 
largely because of the biggest parish. It started on a Sunday. And then we went to, I wanted to take it to the four dioceses that we manage, uh, Fort Worth, San Angelo, Lubbock, and Amarillo. And so we went to the cathedral in, in San Angelo. We had the Knights on Box give us an escort and then uh, all the way to Odessa. We had police escort coming into Odessa. Oh, cool. You would have thought the president's coming down. Nobody, no traffic. I, I mean, everybody's pulled over while we're bringing this saint into, into wow. town, yeah. this future saint into town. And That's we go awesome. straight to the Catholic school, which got put into the play a week later and uh, a week before. And it's St. Mary's. St. Mary's Catholic School. I didn't plan a St. Mary's the entire time because uh, I'm a dummy. God had a plan, right? And so God led me to that Catholic school. And these kids are so curious about the – just ask about bones. What's a saint? What's what's? Uh, they ask, they stump father with uh, his, what's his dad's name, right? And then we go to Holy Redeemer. What a – this small little parish, uh, 700 people, and it's a Hispanic parish. And we go there. And not one minute was Father McGivney alone during this time. Veneration, kneeling, praying. And then we had this mass. It's a Spanish parish. So they did a, a Spanish homily and an English homily. They said, All, shouldn't you join the Knights of Columbus? And they planned to have 14 men join that night. They had 22 wow. that were inspired uh, by Father McGivney and what he did, right? And then we went to Lubbock, which is where I was baptized. Right. So I got to bring Father McGivney back. Wow. And 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 I uh, that whole room wasn't a big crowd, but it was everybody had to do with my faith, my start of my faith life. I had the people in my RCI. I had the people in my pre-can. I had the people uh, that were in the nights, clients. I had friends. I had people I had recruited into the nights. I it was all people that had something to do with me. What and a blessing. It, I hear the excitement in your was, voice. It was and, the best thing I ever yeah. did. And, and then we went back to Fort Worth Diocese and went to Wichita Falls. But Father McGivney, the day Father McGivney arrived, we, we found out grand night, Brad Wolf passed away in Winthorpe, Texas. He was 39 years old. Mm. And he, um, he, 18 months before that, we had put, uh, wrote a policy on him. His wife didn't even know that. And when they, our agent had that call, they, she goes, well, I don't see what AOC has, but this little policy. And she goes, no, ma'am, you're taken care of. And that right there is the ministry of the job. That's what our agents do is be able to take care of those widows and orphans. And we don't even like saying the widow anymore. We, when the, the, the wife, the, the, the spouse is left behind, right? Yeah. We, that is what that, the money is not just something sold. It's something that claim is coming, but she, but if my agent uh, didn't go out and fight to get in that house, fight to convince him to do that, I mean, it wouldn't have happened. But you, and then you go back to the God moment. He brought us to Winthorpe, Texas. Happenstance to be 20 minutes from the last stop. Happenstance at St. Mary's. Wow. That shows the Blessed Mother's hand in all of this as well. <laughs> Father McGivney's working, friends. I, I pray to him. I'm, that's all I can say. Uh, I'm very blessed to be a part of the nights and have a devotion to Father McGivney. So, so that was awesome there. <laughs> but I and and I know there's a lot more to talk about yeah. here. The Knights of Columbus is as an organization. You says two million members strong million. today. Yeah, and growing. And We're virtually the only fraternal organization that can actually make that claim. Right. right. Um, I mean, you think about it. We crossed 
um, we crossed the two billion mark, I don't know, five years ago or something, right? And we're not going backwards. We're growing. Why? Because I believe we have Father McGivney fighting our battles for mm-hmm. us and and lobbying for us upstairs. But and I think it's the perfect package, right? Why wouldn't anybody join an organization that it's the right arm of the Catholic Church? Just by joining, because think about it, if you were a guy out there that's not a knight right now, and if we were only 100,000 men, we couldn't, we couldn't do anything. Right. But we can do something because we have a voice of 2 million men. Imagine if we had a voice of 4 million, because there's 70 million Catholics. We haven't even tipped the surface. Sure. I know there's a lot of men in West, but there's still men in this town that should be in the nights, right? But- we still got growing to do. Right. And because I believe Roe doesn't get overturned without the Knights of Columbus. Right. That's my belief. Yep. There's a lot of lobbying and a lot of, lot of lobbying uh, to Democrats and Republicans to get for life, uh, for religious liberty that takes place. And we have a seat at that table because we're two million men. So I would challenge anybody that is sitting out there that is just like, I don't have time for all the things. West does so many great things. I don't have time for all that, that join because we're stronger with more men. And because, and then I will promise you, you're going to find out there's greater benefits to you than just taking away your time. It, you've, you touched on several things that I, I wanted to circle back on. Um, as, as a, uh, as a knight myself, before I was a knight, uh, quick little story. I used to wonder who are these people with these funny hats and <laughs> and in a tuxedo looking thing and holding swords. You know, when the bishop shows up, yeah. you know, what's going on there? Is that the militia? That's not the that's not the Swiss Guard that protects the pope. Who are these folks? I had no idea, and. Uh, uh, till I talked when I lived in Ennis, uh, mm-hmm. talked to one of the guys, and he said, "No, that's the Knights of Columbus. That's the fourth degree. Uh, those are the guys that represent. Uh, they're the visible arm uh, of the Knights." Yep. And and so, uh, can you touch on a little bit about you know the invisible arm versus the visible arm? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I I'm a firm believer that ever if I asked a hundred people uh, why you're not a member of the Knights, I don't have time. Right. They'll all say I don't have time because they get they see all the great works that all our great councils are doing. And that's what they're they think the Knights is solely. And it's not. It's more than that. Right. And you get you can join just be a knight. You can join just be a, 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 a first uh, first degree and you can a third degree and whatnot and go through those steps. You can be a fourth degree like we are. Right. Um, I'm a fourth degree member, but I, I'm kind of the example that I'm a fourth degree member. I pay my dues. I, I support it. But I, I'm not very active with the fourth degree um, because everybody needs to find their place. And we I think our councils need to give everybody space that let them find their way. Like, A, now you can join online. Right. So if you just merely went to kofc.org slash join, or just go to kfc.org and click the join button. Hold it. You said kfc.org? No, Not kofc. Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? Not Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> uh, that's why you, uh, you got to – it's four letters, kofc.org, and click the join button. In five, less than five minutes, it's free. Um, 
when you use um, uh, Mr. Dave's uh, promo code. And it's very simple. If you know Dave Hargrave, but who couldn't know Dave? Dave is the agent for Waco and West, and uh, and I'm sure every night here knows Dave. But if you can just remember, very simple, Dave Hargrave, the promo code is D Hargrave. Very simple. Chris, very- that's how I came into the nights. Just talking to Dave, joined online. There you go. And I just kind of was – I just was a member for about a year because I was worried about not participating in things as much as I should. Yep. And so then after a year, I said, you know, I think the Lord's calling me to be take a bit on a bigger role. So then I became a, a, a part go. of the West West uh, Council. Yep. You're man, that's making my case. Let, yeah. Let's give space to allow people to join. Don't make it a burden to make to be able to join. We all want more people to be more active. But there's a lot of things that the knights do. So earlier I was asking about the visible and the invisible arm. So, you know, Jesus said, don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. And, and as knights, we don't necessarily advertise uh, what we do. Sure. We just do it. You don't brag about it. We don't brag about it. Uh, And that's a, that's a positive and blessing and a curse, right? right? Because if the world, if everybody in this town and every town that's listening knew what the knights do, who wouldn't join that? Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and then going, uh, transition into the business of the Knights, right? Um, the, you look at the Knights have $29 billion of assets in their management. So the one way we have a voice is we have 2 million members. The second way we help, uh, with the, uh, help, uh, the church and the community in the world is that we have the money, have the resources. If we didn't have the resource, we can't help anybody. Right. We sent $22 million to the Ukraine, uh, and, and we had money there the day after. We had Brother Knights in Poland welcoming people, and we had funds there. We, we sent 200000 to Maui. Mo, many, many, many times often, we're the first, time, first boots on the scene because we got counsel. We got men there, yep, right? right? And, and so we, that was built because of the insurance program. Because we have two million policies that are enforced, right? And we have brother nuts. So if you really think about the full circleness that you, we, when you meet with Dave and any of our agents, that you're getting to participate in the Knights Columbus to buy the products that protect your family, that everybody needs, and that does good for the church, your faith, your community, all at the same time. Because the Knights only do two things with money. They give it back to our members in the form of policy dividends, those that have permanent products, right? And they give it away. Most of it's given away. The Knights aren't sitting here building up a kingdom of cash. It's only building a kingdom of cash to be able to be solvent and relevant, right? right? And to, so we can keep doing the giving. I mean, we give $1.6 million to the Pope every year. Yeah. As, uh, as a, as a uh, I didn't receive, but as a neighboring west resident i don't live here yet <laughs> uh, i live out in the country but uh you know our town was affected by the explosion in, mm-hmm. in 2013 and and the supreme uh sent west a lot of money mm-hmm. uh and our nights were very beneficial in, in helping and, and we continue to help our community by providing the use of the hall for meetings and and uh even school events and well, fundraisers for people fund- that are ill things like that yeah, so there's a lot of things that knights do, and and it's good to see that that comes back. But it's not advertised, and that's no, a- it's not advertised, and and that's part of uh, 
we're we're a tax-free fraternal benefit society. So uh, we're able to be competitive because why is all these other companies not giving away 150 plus million dollars a year like the Knights of Columbus, right? Why aren't they doing that? Well, they don't have the profits to do so. So how can we be profitable and give all this money away? Well, we don't we, because we're a fraternal organization. We yeah. we don't have to pay taxes. So a lot, and we don't advertise, right? Our our advertising is is joining the Knights Columbus. Our advertising is um, in root the councils doing good work. So we want the councils sharing what they do, right? Yeah. Because that's going to attract more families to bring uh, to come into the Knights. And, and just so you um, know that the the product, what what the Knights can help you with, right? Uh, we have life insurance, uh, life term life and whole life. There's a place for both, right? Uh, there's the retirement annuities. We need to have those because we got to retire one day and we need income. You don't live on piles of money. You you live on income, right? We need we have long term care. So those that live too long, right? Uh, I mean, at at some point, if we live long enough, we're, our body's gonna wear out. We need care. That's a five to eight thousand dollar a month cost. Most of us have never had a house payment like that, <laughs> right? right? And, and so I would challenge, just put a little caveat on that. If if that just rang a bell with you, you need to buy it as soon as you can. You buy this stuff with your health, not your money. Money is the tool because a lot of people can't get uh, qualified for this because when you think about it, you're watching your parents go through it, and and it's usually too late at that point. And and so doesn't mean you don't you shouldn't try. And then we got disability income. You got to protect the income, you know, which kind of transitioned to the next thing. Uh, the Knights just launched the investment pro uh, program. So most people listening, I bet 100 out of 100 people listening, um, I'm a licensed uh, advisor representative, like gives me ability to speak on this, that, that uh, most people don't realize that you can put your money with the Knights Columbus. And so uh, the Knights are probably going to invest in things that are that are Catholic centric and, and focus on our Catholic. Faith. Yeah. So uh, so that twenty nine billion, the Knights have always screened their assets. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the other thing. When you're doing business with the Knights Columbus and you, even if you're paying premium dollars, you know that money's not going to evil. Yeah. Right. So uh, it, I call it Catholic investing. Right. Uh, pretend I'm making up a, a fake example. So don't uh, make uh, pretend Planned Parenthood out of stock. And it's the best stock. It's getting 30 percent year over year. Everybody's buying it. But I would venture the Catholics that are listening to Catholic radio right now would choose not to buy Planned Parenthood stock because they don't believe in the, the abortion. Right. right. And, and so. That's the standard of the Knights Columbus. The first choice to invest or not invest in a company, does it, does it pass the Catholic snuff test, the Catholic screens that the bishops put in place? Yeah. And, and so most people don't – until I just said that, I bet you they're not walking around thinking like that. If you're not screening your portfolio, 20, 15 to 20% of the assets you're holding right now are violating what you believe is a Catholic. I'll give you a real-world example. Um, Amazon. Amazon's a great company. They're not a bad company. Um, I probably got three boxes sitting on my doorstep <laughs> right now, right? Uh, but they own a little bitty company called PillPack, and they're shipping the abortion pill all over the country. <laughs> and they say 90% of abortions are going to happen in houses in the future. Yeah. Because they're, we, we ran them out of the abortion claim, so they got to get the pill at home. Insane. And so we can't own it, right? Uh, and so 
we don't think it's a good uh, strategy when we're talking, when we're walking up them stairs and we get our chance with say Peter that man, we, we high five and made a big, uh, our 401k did great, but we killed <laughs> a lot of babies along the way. Yeah. And money makes a difference. Money makes a difference. So, and now you think about it, the proposition, uh, we got a few minutes left here that, uh, the proposition that for the individual investor, you're getting the team that has the talent to manage a hundred or $29 billion. I mean, anybody there, there's only a select few people in the world that can manage that kind of asset. So right. as far as insurance goes, I know there's rating on companies. I think the Knights of Columbus is the highest rated. It is the highest rated. Uh, and so uh, that what that rating says is that we're the most financially secure insurance company out there. What? There's there's only a few companies that have the same. There's no companies that have, have a higher rating than Knights of Columbus. In fact, we also have S&P 500, S&P Standard & Poor's top rating as well. There's only six companies. And, and so when you're choosing a product or a company, your first question should be, uh, what's your rating? And if you're not going to do business with the Knights Columbus, uh, definitely find a, a company that is highly rated like the Knights Columbus, because that means their finances sound. That means they're going to be around. That means they can pay claims really easy, right? Um, but uh, tagging, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, but tagging back to the investments, you've got a capable team. Like there's no magic stock market out there. Everybody's right. pulling in the same stock market, right? Um, and so to think that our chief, our our investment team in New Haven, who has the talent to manage 29 billion, don't know the trick, right? They're the ones buying and selling inside each fund, and we have a, a nine different funds that are very diversified, from bonds to equities to even real estate fund, um, to make a portfolio that's very uh, very uh, diverse. And uh, it also allows the Catholic screening because if you're not paying a service to screen your funds, you're investing in something that you wouldn't believe in as Catholic. It's virtually impossible not to. Yeah. Unless you're, you're with the Knights Columbus. Strictly screening it. Yeah. Unless you're with the Knights Columbus. There's about, there's a few other players in this business uh, of screening, but we are the largest. I mean, nobody's got $29 billion of assets. So, uh, and I mean, we are even managing dioceses. We got dioceses that let us manage their funds. So, I mean, if it's good enough for them, it should be good enough for us. And then you think about on the cost, the cost, uh, if you're going to have managed money, you're going to spend a, a percent or 2% sure. to have somebody manage your money. It's only 0.8. And, and so you're getting extra for less. And if you fundamentally just think about it on a greed perspective, if you're getting charged 1% and you get 8.8% uh, .8 now, that's a, that's a 20% savings. It doesn't sound like a lot, right. but it's 20%. That means 20% still invested, able to work for you. So it's a pretty cool proposition. And anybody um, listening, um, a, if you know Dave, you can get a hold of Dave and he can get a hold of me um, if we want to have a different discussion. But um, my email is very hard. I'm very and, and I would say if you can't find me, it's you're not trying, because if you just get on Google and search Chris Stark, Knights Columbus or you search Knights of Columbus uh, uh, Stark Agency, um, 
but it, I'll, I'll get my email on my phone and anybody wants to email me and ask me questions, I'm happy to talk. But it's uh, chris.stark at kofc.org. And the office phone number is 844-656-1492. You know why we picked 1492? I'll never guess. It's the day uh, uh, Columbus <laughs> sailed the ocean blue. Yeah. Uh, so. Ring a bell as soon as he said it. <laughs> I was going to say something funny, but I reserved. Uh, <laughs> so, so that is all good information, uh, Chris. And um, you know, just to recap, does a man have to be Catholic to become a knight? So, full requirements: eighteen Catholic and a man, right? And so when you go online and you sign online, uh, you're going to check a box that you're Catholic. Your birthday will say that you're 18 and up, and um, you're going to check a box saying you're abiding by the rules and order of the that the night's going to set forth. So, uh, and then using Dave's uh, membership code D Hargrave, um, you'll get uh, memberships free. Membership online is 30 bucks. Uh, I don't think that's going to break anybody's bank. Um, and, and so that's once a year and, and then you can join online and just be there. So you don't have to be, uh, participate in the insurance or investments. If you just want to be a knight and get involved in the council, you can do that. You can just join online, be there. If you want to get involved in the council, be there. If you want to buy insurance, you can do that. You want to invest with us, you can do that. So they, uh, I think we're, we're wrapping up here, uh, yeah, to so, close off. Yeah, so uh, first, uh, uh, thank you, uh, Chris, for coming in, and Dave for being here to support Chris. And uh, <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, We're going to have to go to the break now. And uh, wanted to thank Chris for coming on, and we'll be back for part two of Red Sea Roundup. <laughs>